ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into another edition of the Apples to Apples podcast. We are in the heat of March Madness, so we got a huge show for you today. Thank you to everybody out there. Oh, shoot, I was going to interrupt. Sorry. I almost couldn't hear you, actually. So I almost just kept going, but it's like a sixth sense I have it. I was going to say, would you call it heat? I mean, I think it's not. I mean, it is madness, but it's just. It's almost so weird that you're not interested in it anymore. What do you strongly mean? disagree, but that's fine. Oh. It's at uh, whatever. We'll, we'll get to it. I mean, it's going to be a massive part of today's show. That along with it is relevant. Else I feel like talking about. Yeah, you should get. All right, let's just get going. I'm starving. Yeah. Well, you guys hear me? I can't hear myself. Yeah. No, we can hear you. I, and you complain about not eating. You you were you agreed to this time. Well, I know Sam needed to get going, so don't blame him. Don't no, I was. I preferred tomorrow night. But you originally said you could do tonight. And I'm playing hurt with the spleen injury. Yeah, you're fine. It's your own fault. All right, go ahead. Let's start the show. Thank you, everybody out there, for tuning in. We do have a huge show today with tons of March Madness and other topics that we'll get to in just a second. We have a D1 that, coach that listened, that's been listening a lot. We've had a D1 coach that's a guest. I know. Yeah, he listened. I think he listened... Listening the other morning, he had some things that he didn't agree with you on, but that's okay. That's fine. I mean, maybe don't expect people that. to always agree with me. So. Actually, it might have been me. I don't know. But go ahead. You should start the show because I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay. You just you, you keep talking. So Sam, you are happen. you there? I'm here. I'm off location. Okay. Or on location. I don't know. What do you want to call it? Spring break in Palm Springs. Sunny, 85 and... I still don't understand that you guys rented that mansion, but I guess we can talk about that when Drew finally starts the show. Well, I've been trying to let him start the show, but yeah, me too. He's got places to be, and you're yeah, delaying. All right, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. This is, it's this quiet here right now. So, all right, let's go. We should probably take advantage of my quiet background and get the show on the road. Oh, Maybe we should do a reverse show. You should talk. You should start the show at the end of the show. I'm glad I have the plan. Oh, there it goes. There's the class. yeah. All right, go ahead, Drew. Okay. Thank you to everybody out there for tuning in. We got a huge show full of lots of stuff, as you have just heard. But most importantly, here's what you're going to do to tell people how to listen to what oh, is sure wait. to be. You know what I just thought of? You know how you always come up with clever titles? I think I have one for you. Okay. Spring is sprung. Combination of Saturday, last Saturday was the first day of spring and Sam's spring break. And, uh, yeah, I think it's clever. Thoughts? Maybe. Wow. Okay. Did Pucks and Tommy Phil see his shadow? Yep. He always does. Because he's fat. He always does. Can I start? Yeah. Is, so think- is Phil the, the rodent or the uh, person, the guy? He is the groundhog. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Although I, his owner might be named Phil too. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's why I was wondering. How many? How, names. How many Puxatani's have there been? Uh, probably several. I mean, yeah, well, how old is the average? Or do or, or do groundhogs have a lifespan of? Well, I was gonna say, what's the forever. average span of a groundhog? Well, I don't know how long they've been doing it. This was like three months ago. Or I guess it was last month. But. Oh, that's weird. Topical. Go ahead, start the show. We got stuff to do. Three years. <laughs> the average, on average, the groundhog lifespan is three years. So there's probably. But, they, been... but in captivity, sorry, excuse me, in captivity they can live up to fourteen years. 
Oh, so I'm going with there's somewhere between 30 to 60 groundhogs that have been doing this. That's a lot. Yeah. All right, I'm officially getting started. There's Thank you to everybody out there for tuning in. We got a massive show. Hopefully that's the last of the groundhog talk, but you got to stick around and find out. And here's what you're going to tell people who want to hear about Groundhogs, March Madness, and the like. Tell them what to do. You're going to send them to anchor.fm slash apples-2-apples. From there, you'll have links to all your favorite streaming services. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also send them directly to those apps and sites. Have them search us, follow, like, subscribe, favorite, do whatever you need to do on each of those sites every week. Then when we go live, or I shouldn't say when we go live, when we publish it, I'll get to live in a second. When we publish it, we are there ready to listen to on whatever device you use to listen to podcasts. You can also catch us on the PodMN app. That is a Minnesota-only podcast app. It is full of sports, news, everything in between, all Minnesota-based, your favorite radio personalities, and then us and some others. <laughs> Last, what? Nothing. Last, but certainly not least, we are a proud member, and we are honored to be part of the WFNUF WFNU 94.1 FM Frogtown Community Radio family. We are live every Saturday morning, 7 a.m. Central Time, 5 a.m. Pacific Time. Sam, with everything you got going on with spring break, you may actually be up at 5 a.m. this this Saturday. So That's you right. should tell us how it goes and let me know if I actually did it right and if there's a show. Uh, but that's 7 a.m. Central. We are the appetizer for the Saturday Sports Spectacular. And we are followed by the hottest radio show on the planet, Connor's Corner at 8 a.m. Dad, what do you got going on? Well, we were back. Uh, Connor was back from spring break, so uh, talked a little bit about his trip, what went on. He sang uh, his favorite Florida songs. None of them made any sense to me what they had to do with Florida, so tune in and see if you can figure it out. I uh, talked some sports, uh, talked um, a little politics, talked some COVID, talked all that good stuff. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's right. On, it's on right after us. Might as well just keep listening, right? I mean, if you're awake at 7, you're probably awake at 8, so just keep it I on. Would, well, it, unless we put you to sleep, which is not good. <laughs> do people listen to us to go back to sleep, do you think? That would be you're the only one that, I mean, most people when they're up at 7, they're choosing to be. I, I mean, you would know better than any of us. Yeah. You're the only one that wakes up and then listens to the radio to go to sleep. Yeah, that's true. People probably aren't waking up to hear us, though. They'll wake up to your counter, though. No, that's yeah. for sure. So maybe Connor should be <laughs> yeah. before us. That's a good point. Because people would wake up to hear him, but not us. Yeah, people. No, that's that's. We need the help. We need the lead in, as they say. Yeah, we do. It's like when they put like big show premieres after like a major event, so you just keep the channel on and watch it to boost the ratings. That's what we need from Connor. Yeah, nope, that's true. That that's there's no question about it. I. I... I think, you know, with you in Georgetown and Sam and Santa Clara um, sports. We just had a huge baseball win, by the way. But who'd we beat? We just beat Oregon State 10-9. to uh, our, That was a big two, win. Oregon State had two Minnesota pitchers pitching. Uh, yeah, what, you you faced one of them. The guy who faced against me did a lot better against me than uh, Santa Clara's team. Gilbert? No, Will Frisch. Oh, Frisch. I thought you fit, faced Gilbert, too. I did. I don't think he, he must have Oh, Gilbert went to TCU. Yeah. Yeah. But I just called they, him up. They had a prior level. lake pitcher pitching against us, and then Frisch started and gave four runs, I think, or three or four runs. Okay. So, Santa Clara ripped apart the Minnesota boys. 
Way to go, Santa Clara. Still That's... like seven and twelve. There's your there's your basketball up. Are we gonna I mean, Drew, before we get for baseball. Started, um I, I I should have asked you this before the show started. Where are we at? I mean, do we just skip over Georgetown and pretend it didn't uh-huh. happen? We can are talk about it. I mean, it, it happened. I mean, we were never supposed to be there. We were. Oh, that, that's for sure. Yeah. I, I That was like we we were on a run in the Big East tournament that is to this day inexplicable. The team you saw. I mean, the team you saw on the court was not as bad as we are. They Colorado also didn't miss a single shot. And I know that for a fact. And they used up every made shot they had because they couldn't hit one against Florida State no matter how open they were. So they, it's it's Florida State owes us a, a thank you, I think. Yes. But that's beside the point. Um, no, I mean that was the the team we. I mean, like like I said, Colorado could not miss, and that is what it is. We also didn't play great defense. Our but, guy, our guy. Yeah, yeah. He, play. I mean, he didn't do that much against us. He had a bunch of assists, but he didn't score right. that many points. Fourteen but, assists is pretty damn good. Well, when you could throw the ball at the coach on the bench and he would hit a shot from where he is, I mean, it doesn't yeah, that's matter. True. They, they just couldn't miss. I mean, it is what it is. We we were picked to be last in the Big East. We ended up in the regular season finishing eighth. So that's already three or four spots ahead of where we were supposed to be. You go on a, a magical run to win the Big East tournament, and, you know, you get blown out as a 12 seed that probably shouldn't be there anyways. You know, so, so be it. It kind of is what it is. I mean, like, would you rather be us who, yeah, we were happy to be there, and it sucked we got blown out, and it would have been more fun? Or but had zero expectations and still is the Big East tournament to to kind of fall back on. Or would you rather be Texas, who lost to Abilene Christian in the first round? Well, I mean, but you got I mean Abilene Christian, very good. Well, I, can, I mean we can also discuss. I mean, deep in tradition. Yeah, we we I mean there's a bunch of like I guess Shaka what, smart. what I'm what I'm or Virginia the the fighting Tony Bennett's your defending national champions lost to not yeah. Ohio State. Just Ohio. Just plain old Ohio. I yeah. had that away. I had that, by the way. Ohio. I did, too. I did, too. They're the, Virginia was the last team to get to Indy. Just didn't, I didn't think uh, I had Creighton losing the first round, which they should have, but they didn't. Now they're scheming. Well, that's by. the thing with this year. Everyone was picking UCSB, especially everyone was picking Winthrop, and everyone was picking Georgetown. And then the other 12 seeds, the one that pulled it off. I'll be honest. I picked against Georgetown. I'm sorry. No, I, I did too. Well, I picked Colorado. No, but I wouldn't have blamed you. I didn't really want to pick them, but I felt obligated. Um, but I only picked you know, them to win one game. I know plenty of people picked them to win two or three. And yeah, I texted Drew. Uh, how do you feel about Georgetown? He said, "I think we can win this game," and so I immediately picked Colorado. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say I think we had a good chance. I think I said I think we could. I stand by that. Well, you still can. Well, we could. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I, listen, I again. I think it's so weird that I am sort of all joking aside having trouble following it. Uh, I know well, it sounds crazy, but no. And here's, by, here's the only reason I like fine if you don't know the big teams aren't in it, whatever that's okay. But every so many games, so many games have been good, close games, uh, crazy upsets, games you expect to go the way they do, but they're close to the end. I mean, there's only a. I mean, I, it's really just Gonzaga and Baylor that have cakewalked, cakewalked oh. both through both of their games. Every other team has, I mean, maybe some random ones. I guess UCLA beat BYU solidly and then got Abilene Christian. But, like, teams are earning these wins. I mean, 
Oh, I agree. Rutgers, that, like, not Rutgers. I don't know why I said Rutgers. I meant Syracuse. Syracuse barely beats West Virginia. Now they're in a, I, I don't know. I, I've enjoyed it because the games have been close. The madness is fun. We knew it was going to be weird. And even though it's like quote unquote madness, like there besides Oral Roberts, they're still all like big teams and big schools. You know, it's not. Well, the crazy part is I still have three of my final four picks left. I have all four. Mine. Yeah, same. How can I you only have four? half of my elite eight, and they're my final yeah, four. Well, I'm in like fiftieth but... place, and I've got three left, which is really I don't know if I've ever had. Three. Oh no, I've got I've only got three left. I got I have all four left. Not that I picked, I, wouldn't, I, I didn't go on a limb for any of them, but that's how I felt about this tournament. The best teams were clearly the best teams, and after that, it was like I have no clue, and that's kind of how it play, it's played out. You have three out of your four one seeds. Uh, who I don't think anybody saw Illinois getting upset at least this early, but you know, it is well, what it the is. The crazy thing is they didn't get upset, but I think people are assuming something about uh, Loyola. Um. I'm sick of the nun already, by the way. I'm I'm done with her. But anyways, um, Sister Mary, whatever her name is, uh, Sister Jean, actually. But they were an eight seed. It wasn't like they were a fifteen seed. I mean, well, and and some... it was an in-state rivalry. Right. And that's what we saw at Abilene Christian in Texas. The in-state rivalry. The people are playing for something. Well, and I think I think that's a super good point because I don't I don't think that quote unquote rivalry means anything to Illinois. I don't think it means anything to Texas. I mean, there's probably other cases of these we could point to that I'm not going to, like, you know, go dig and find or whatever. But it probably means something to Loyola and, and Abilene Christian wanting to knock off, like, the big school in oh, your state. Definitely. Right. And like, the players, too, especially. They, yeah. they didn't get an offer from the big school in the right. state. They got an offer from the smaller school, and they didn't get to play there. The Illinois-Texas didn't give those players a chance. They, they want to beat them. No, I, absolutely. I, I 100% agree well, with that. I think that's spot on. And on that point, another storyline of this tournament is the best players going in the tournament haven't really been playing that well. Cunningham, like I said, is overrated. He could the people that he's going to carry to their team to the final four, he couldn't do that. Um, and then uh, the guy in UConn, what what's his face? Booknight. Yeah. Booknight blew in the game. He literally lost yeah. in the game because they uh, UConn could have won that game. They literally could not make a layup. He couldn't make a free throw. That that was brutal. Um, so Maryland won that game. It, it was nine points, but it wasn't really. It could have been a lot closer if they could just yeah. make free throws or layups. But Book Knight probably lost in that game. So some of the better players in the tournament. I mean, Suggs is a non-real playmaker, like he's been showing. Um, yeah, but even but even best, he. I mean, they've they've blown the two teams they played out, yeah, and they didn't. But the the even problem. he struggled early against Oklahoma. He missed a lot of shots early, Who and then he. The- he and then he got hot, and then they won by 16. There but, was a really low, I guess, depending on how you look at it, a low seed or high seed, however you want to look at it, that should have won, lost, they missed that last second bunny. I'm trying to been, I've been thinking, trying to figure out who it was. Do you know who I'm talking about? They I, had. I still don't know if you mean low. Like what number? Do you mean like, like, like I don't know, like 14, 15 somewhere. Oh. Um, they they had a big lead choke and then came down and the guy missed the bunny like he missed like a foot shot I mean he was right next to the basket that spun out um it would have been another it might have been the Gauchos it might have been UC Santa Barbara I think it was I think yeah, it was definitely was. Point. who did they I'm looking at the score they right beat, they the lost to Creighton was close well, they lost by a point it was Creighton yeah yeah that was the Gauchos that was the one yeah. I was talking about Creighton should have lost that I picked that one. <laughs> That's exactly uh, Sam's point. Yeah. No, I know. I know. No, well, I, the guy I, from uh, 
Mobley from USC hasn't really been doing a ton either. His brother's oh, he hasn't. Playing. I mean, he hasn't had. I, that, I was actually going to bring them up. He hasn't had to. Yeah, but the goal. I mean, they they point. look as good as anybody. In I picked tournament. him over Kansas. Yeah, Mobley. I did too. I did too. They, but I mean, Drake Drake was a, a popular upset pick. I mean, they had a lot of momentum heading into the heading into the tournament. They beat them by sixteen. Kansas. I mean, I, I have my thoughts about Kansas and, Every and Bill year Self. They, but they listen. You beat a team by 34 as a six six over a three. You beat them by 34 in the tournament. That is, I mean, that's something else. I, I, I mean, they look as good as Gonzaga. They look as good as Baylor. They look as good as any other team in this tournament right now, without question. I, I cannot see how Gonzaga and, Gonzaga and Baylor don't. I, I, I mean, if I... I, they have clearly had a choice above everyone else, and then Michigan is. I'm not. I'm not that confident in Michigan anymore. No, I mean Alabama's playing really, really well too. I mean, they just beat Maryland by by 20. They well, get an, an 11 seed UCLA. Oral Roberts has two. I mean, they got the leading scorer in the in in D1, and then that other guy. They got two really, really good guards. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Oral Roberts box scores are always funny because they have two guys who score 70 points, right. and then the, the rest of the team scores about five. Yeah. no. It's, I think the first game, they only had four guys score. Maybe it was five, but I think it was four or the, five guys. In the, game over, in the game where they beat Florida, they only had they had seven, they scored 81 points total as a team. They had two guys. They only had two guys in double-digit scoring. They only had seven guys score at all. But they only had two guys in double digits, and those guys had 26 and 28. And and the rest of the guys, 9-2, So, it, it, to your point, like, if you can shut one of those guys down, you're going to win the game. But Ohio State couldn't, and Florida couldn't. So, we'll see if we'll see if Arkansas can. I mean, they're a pretty solid team. They're pretty good defensively, too. But, I don't know. But they haven't been playing well at all. Texas Tech probably should have beat them. If, but yeah, but Texas yeah. Tech is a good team. I mean, that, that there wouldn't have been a ton of shame there. But, yeah. You know, the Big Ten being a failure honestly doesn't make any sense because you could say that if it was like Gonzaga who doesn't play anyone the entire season. No offense, Santa Clara. The Big Ten there is the toughest conference in the country. They're playing the toughest games in the country, and they were a disaster to say the very least. Very strange. Very strange. Yeah, I I don't I know we like to just kind of box conferences in altogether um, because it's easy and it's, you know, fun to babble on about and, and try and pretend like it. I, I don't put a lot of credence into a conference collectively in March Madness. I think every team is ha- under their own circumstances. I think every game is its own matchup. You know, what, what's that saying? An old coach, I was like style, style or like not coach boxing promoter. It was like styles make fights or something like that. I just like, Oh, yeah, the Big Ten stunk, but like that doesn't undo a season long of them of them being the best teams in the, in the country collectively. Like See, that's where you and I differ on things. I think it does undo it because to me, regular season doesn't mean squad anymore. So, but I, I would agree with I mean, you. I understand in, what you're saying, but yeah, I would agree with you in almost any other sport. But March Madness is called March Madness for a reason. You get there and, and anything can happen. You're in a weird setting, especially this year. You're in a weird setting. You're playing teams that have nothing to lose. They've never you've never heard of. They're you know I I just think like I, again if like for for that example if 
somehow, some way, Baylor, not Baylor. I don't know why I said Baylor. I was looking at Baylor. That's why I said it. But if somehow, some way, like Oral Roberts win this, wins this thing, you're not going to say they're, they they had played in the best conference just because they were the best team. And I, I guess I'm just saying, like, you have to assess the whole body of work of the season. The tournament is always weird. Weird stuff always happens. Yeah. And I just don't think that should undo the collective body of work. Now, it may make an individual team's performance disappointing. It may make the Big Ten's performance collectively disappointing. It doesn't mean, though, that they weren't the best set of teams in the country by conference this year. But then they showed up and they, and they were disappointing. There's no doubt about that. Right. No, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, the Big Ten, they beat up on each other game, day in and day out. They're playing the big most Big Ten teams are playing a ranked team for seven straight games or ten straight games or whatever it is, uh, especially with a schedule like this year. But the, there's a, some to, to the point where the Big Ten has not shown up in March Madness. They haven't won a championship since 2000, I think it is. Uh, and with all the great programs they have, and then some average ones like Minnesota, and like the average ones are the ones that are winning this tournament with Maryland and Rutgers. But like, there is something to say that they haven't shown up in March Madness. I don't know what it is, but it is. It, I don't but, know if it's why they because they beat up on each other and they're tired. Like, or it's just a different style of play, to be honest. Um, I don't know. So I don't. It's something to say about that. But it's also like, I, and here, here's the only other thing I'll add about conferences. Then we should maybe talk about some other games and teams. But like, just because Villanova has been so wildly successful, we're not pretending like every year the Big East is the best basketball conference. It's good. It's good. It's top. You know, it, it, it's one of the best four every year without question. But just because Villanova has been so good year in and year out, and gets to the Final Four or you know wins it seems like every other year at this point and they have like, that doesn't make the big 10 the best conference so i, I think no, i mean and on that point the big 10 usually beats up on the big east in the, in the tournament so yeah right and i well, mean most years again there's a difference between you know just disappointment and and not being good enough nobody was disputing when the big east got all these teams in and where they were seated it was like that's what they deserved and they just you know they just didn't show up. They didn't play well, and that and that sort of is what it is. But I don't think it means they weren't good. But I don't know. I like you said that it, it has been wild. But I think that combined with just how good some of these games have been, um, I've appreciated it. I don't know. Well, I let me just, run something by you guys. As you know, uh, a certain local team hired a new coach, and we'll get into that a little bit in a little bit, a little bit more, but, uh, and every, you know, Oral Roberts, Utah State, every, Arkansas, every hot team with a hot coach, you know, the Loyola coach, you know, all these small things that make little runs, their coaches are always the, uh, you know, the flavor of the month. But, you know, if you think about it, their regular seasons aren't that big of a deal. They really only have to put it together for like two games. You know what I mean? So are these coaches really that good? It's it's I, you know I I, I, I think question it. yeah I, I really like ours and suck. <laughs> I really think and I'll be quick, but I, I really think you're the way you put it is 100% right. That you know they win two games because teams aren't expecting it, or they have one guy that gets hotter. In Oral Roberts' case, they have two guys that just can't seem to miss and that's enough to get them these massive jobs and sometimes it works out and in other times you know it doesn't and and they go to bigger schools and eventually 
eventually they'll get better be, and be good to great because they have now the resources of a big school. But like two really recent examples, Shaka Smart's a great example. This oh, yeah. is the first year he actually did anything with Texas, and he bows out in the first round. Well, or USC. Um, Go ahead, I was just kidding. Go ahead. I was gonna say like, Chaka Smart has lost uh, his last four tournament losses have been absolute heartbreaking. Like, he should have won them. They had the lead late, or they had the lead big at halftime, and he's blown them all. So that's but continue to USC point. Yeah, and, and the only thing I was gonna say about USC is again they're finally doing good, but their coach is the Dunk City guy from FGCU, and they and he was there was talk of him getting fired ahead of this year, and now. No one's going to think about it because they've had a good run in the tournament. So I, I do think, from a coaching perspective, Dad, it, to your point, for coaching, either making that next step or saving your job, yeah, the tournament is probably all that matters. But as a fan, at some point you have to look at the whole season. But yeah, no, I think you're spot on, though, Dad. These guys sort of deserve it. I mean, I'm not trying to say they don't. Um, but it, it like, sort of seems like almost like a cop-out for some of these athletic right. directors to just hire these guys because they won two games with a team that nobody expected them to win. So there's a group of people that aren't real thrilled with Ben Johnson being hired here. I'm kind of indifferent. But when you start, to my point, or to all of our points, when you start thinking, well, it could have, you know, the Utah State guy, they didn't, they, uh, Brian Dutcher, they at, wanted to talk to him. He told me he needed to wait. They said, you know, you snooze, you lose. Utah State guy, uh, Loyola guy. How do we know any of those guys are any better? And on that, sort of on that topic, and I think it's going to play into Ben Johnson. The other thing I want to add about those guys, those coaches coming from these schools, the players you're going to have to deal with, and the and the atmospheres right. and everything is so much different. A kid that goes to Loyola Chicago or VCU or Florida Gulf Coast, they're not there to get to the NBA. They're there because that's where they could play. Kids are going to want to transfer. Oh. The, the, you're going to be able to build this culture of guys sticking around at those schools, which benefits you in March Madness, as we've seen. But when you compare that to like going to Minnesota, even not a great basketball school, but a Big Ten school that now has half the team transferring when they fired the coach, fine, I'm not mad about it. But like that's a realistic prime you're going to have to deal with, and it's not, it's totally new. So it's a, it's a whole other set of challenges they have to face. But sorry, back to Ben Johnson. I mean, I don't. I mean. It's not the most exciting thing, but like, like I said, you're comparing him to those other guys. Oh well, yeah, who's to say he's any worse? You know? Yeah, no, I'm, I've heard some people be. I'm right now. I'm different too. Like I think it's a fine signing. We don't really know, but one thing that Ben Johnson brings is he was kind of the main guy that recruited our best players. Um, it wasn't Patino recruiting Coffee no. and Jordan Murphy and those guys. It was Ben Johnson recruiting those guys. And don't worry, he's already made a call to Chet Holmgren like yeah. the, like of course he's going to make a call to Chet Holmgren I would hope so like that mm-hmm. was that was funny that people were making a big deal about that but yeah but he's been so it seems like he's oh, 10 times better career than Patino because he was getting Patino those guys but is he proven as a coach I don't know he's been an assistant most of his career and um we'll see if he's proven there but he's got Minnesota ties but yeah I'm kind of different but yeah I think I've heard some really positive because I think it's going to be a way better recruiter than Patino, which we know we need, and we know we need to get the guys from Minnesota. So hopefully, I think he'll be able to do that, which is which is a plus. Yeah, I'm I, I'm cautious. I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, he has experience at big programs. He has experience and results of recruiting 
really, really good players. I mean, he came from Xavier. I, I know them well. The Xavier, the Xavier head coach is a moron. But they have good players. There's no doubt about that. And he's not recruiting them. I mean, he may have a little bit. Ben Johnson recruited their leading scorer this year, who is a freshman. Their top recruit in the 2019 class from two years back was recruited by Ben Johnson. And to Sam's point, he recruited well in state. And he's getting kids that go to Xavier in Ohio, and he's getting them from the south. He's getting them from New Jersey. So I definitely think he can recruit. I think we talked about it last uh, last time we when we were after Patino got fired. You weren't going to find a guy magically that could A, recruit, and B, had proven to win at the top level unless unless your boy was willing to leave San Diego State, and he just wasn't yet, and that's fine. So where do you put your emphasis? And, I, and I'm kind of a I, – I would lie in the camp of find a guy who can recruit and benefit from the wealth of talent we've had in the state over the past few years. And it sounds like, all things considered, that Johnson has those connections. He went to De La Salle. He's tied into the AAU scene. Like – that he's he could be that guy and so you know what if there's some growing pains as a coach fine but if he can get some guy i don't expect it to happen this year but if he can get some guys that can overshadow poor coaching at times um and i i and i don't think he's going to be that bad of a coach i don't know he's he's co- he's been under multiple guys you know patino included which for better or for worse but and same with Steele and xavier for better or for worse but i don't know i i think um I'm a, I'm cautiously optimistic about him. Optimistic about him. Well, you know what I hate? The tra- I hate this transfer new this new transfer portal. This new I, I I hate that guys are just transferring for a year. Or, I I don't like this new rule. Having yeah, said that, he could go get ten transfers right now and right. be top. I mean, well, there's one from De La Salle that went to GW and is not transferring. That he's he's one of the was one of the first people he reached out to. So he's trying. I mean, well, and I think Marcus Carr would stay now. I, I, first of all, I'm confused. Marcus Carr is like a seven year senior. What was going yeah, on? I thought with? he had to graduate, but I don't. He know. also, I'm not sure why he liked Patino so much. Patino, like we mentioned before in the show, could not get him the ball. Marcus Carr struggled and continued to struggle under Patino. Patino saw him struggling, couldn't help him out at all. I don't know why he was so loyal to Patino. That was, or maybe he's going to transfer either way. I don't know, but he also his stock decreased a lot under Patino. Right, and I, you know, a, a guy in Carr actually, I understand Patino, you know, took a chance on him and stuff, but Minnesota kind of made him what he is. I, I, I could see him maybe staying, um, maybe, maybe, but uh, and Mashburn, where's it? Where's he going to go? Kentucky, there's they suck. Why not? Maybe he'll stay too. I, I somebody will. Guys, a couple, one or two guys will stay. I mean, they always do. They they enter the portal because they can and they want to start the conversation sooner rather than later. But in the end, some you know, not everybody will leave. I I feel okay saying that. But it's like every year with the draft. So many guys, uh, what's it called? Declare for the draft and then end up coming back. So. Not from Minnesota, <clears throat> more generally, but yeah, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I, I'm optimistic. I I think I think he could be what the team needs in general. The matter the, the matter of fact is is he ready and can he improve to the level of in game head coaching that we need? I think I don't think the recruiting is going to be a problem. Well, I, I think the. Inst- Patina was awful, so I do think... Well, the bar is low, for sure, for sure. But 
And that's part of it, too. We have been bad for a for a while. It's not the most – I mean, it, it's a good job, but, like, there will be better jobs out there this offseason. So um, I don't I don't blame the Gophers for just finding something that they felt good about and fit what they were looking for and, and getting it done. No, unless they were going to get a big name like the ex-Michigan coach or whatever. Uh, I, I don't mind him over the Utah State guy and – some of these other guys. Musselman would have been interesting, but he wasn't going to leave Arkansas. No, not not af- no, absolutely. So that that's what I'm saying. None, I don't know if you had a guaranteed home run guy out there, in my opinion, that made sense for the University of Minnesota specifically, unless it was Dutcher and he was willing to leave. And you know, I I don't blame them for wanting to just make their call and get underway. And honestly, you have to consider money. They probably didn't want to pay all that yeah. and then pay a massive salary and we with all the revenue problems that they're having. So that's a, a realistic concern. But although they so claim that uh they're going to pay their assistant coaches more. Well, they only yeah, I mean, uh, whatever. Who knows? <laughs> whatever that means. Um I bet there'll be a lot of ex-gophers as assistant coaches, which which isn't bad. Yeah, I guess we got our guy. We'll see what happens. I mean, honestly, one of these days, I guess, we'll be surprised. Yeah. Well, and even on the Dutcher note, his contract currently runs through 2026. So Ben Johnson could now work out, and we could still get Dutcher once that <laughs> yeah, contract's I, I over. I mean, so it's not like it's if we really want him, and he continues to lead San Diego State to tournament after tournament, and Ben Johnson turns out to do well for six years. I mean, Dutcher should, well, st- in theory, still be there. And you know what? The other thing before we move on, I, I think I, I don't even care if he gets the top guys from Minnesota. Just get yeah. a bunch of good players. I don't care where they're from. There were there were seven four star recruits. Like I don't, you don't need to get all seven. Just get one or two. Chet Holmgren like, will never come here. It doesn't matter no. who coach is. He's never going to come here in a million years. Not going to happen. Kaput. Don't even bother with the guy. Let him go to Gonzaga. And a guy like Chet Holmgren can be a number one pick no matter where he goes. But whatever, go to Gonzaga and do your thing and get paid whatever you're probably getting paid. and Don't play anyone all year. It's fine. We don't need them. Yeah, and the, and like that that's fine. Like that's it's that's the guy fine. from Colorado. It's the guy that from Baylor. It's those guys that we missed out on that were good basketball players that we. Uh, those are the yeah. kind of guys we need to get. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. You don't need them all. You just there's a wealth of talent in this state and we need to get more out of it. That's all. That's it's as simple as that. I think this might be the guy to do that. So. Um, let's talk. Should we get a little wild? Uh My guy, you're welcome, Nico Strom, Strom. <laughs> well, he got every uh, time you have a show, gift wrapped one. Did you well, see yeah, the one he got today? Yeah, the goalie and the defense. I'm not sure. I, they should have just put it in the net themselves. It would have been quicker. I don't know <laughs> what that happened there. Well, I get the defense peeling away because you don't want to like spray your goalie with ice. But then I, I you, how many times do you think that goalie in his life has done that and and had that happen? That has to be the first time, uh, right? You, uh, they did forget the puck. A small detail. Well, the I, they didn't the de, the defensemen weren't going for the puck because they knew the goalie was going to cover. No, him. I know. I'm saying the, the, between between the three of them, uh, one of them. Oh, no, yeah, the puck. fair. I, yeah, but I think they had. I don't know. I don't blame the defenseman at all. And the goalie is such a fluke, but whatever. Got us to win. 
It's a shame well, that they have this franchise record home win streak and nobody's there to see it. I do blame our defenseman, though, for the performance against Colorado. That was brutal. Yeah. I think nope. Colorado, they almost had 100 shots in two games and 12 goals. Yeah. I mean, or Talbot 11, had 50 plus saves. Oh, yeah. yeah. They outscored us 11 to 1. Yeah. Talbot let up six goals, but his save percentage might have still been 90% yeah, or I something. I think it was close. I, I do think, I legitimately think it was close. Yeah, yeah I, Kap- I mean, Kapanen would save like 45 out, or 40 out of 45 yeah, two or something like that. Two of them can probably combine for 100 saves on those two nights. Um, yeah, I mean, I, NHL's co- weird. You think the Wild are playing so well, and they're they're like not that far out of first, and not that far out of not making a playoff spot. It's very strange. Well, I think winning tonight helped them a lot with the playoff spot. But you're right. There was a point there. I think after the two Colorado games, it was like. We could be in first at the end of the week, or we could be in right. sixth. It's so I weird. Think, I think these two wins, these two wins helped a lot for that. But, um, but it's weird too, just because of the condensed schedules and everything. Um, yeah, like we're we're eight points up on the fifth place team now. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's the problem though. The gap between four and five is going to be massive, so yeah. it's going to be a uh, fight for that. I actually have some inside information on maybe why the Anaheim, um, they're not Mighty Ducks anymore, are they? They're just the Ducks. Why the Anaheim Ducks and, and one particular player, Getzloff, you familiar with his work? Yeah. Um, I know, I have it on good authority, that he, he had two 14-inch subs from Jimmy John's today for lunch. And I'm not sure that's wise. Well, here's what yeah. I will say about Ryan, and then I want to know why you know that. Ryan Getzloff today started yeah. a fight. And because he instigated the fight, he got 17 minutes worth of penalties. So he probably was just like, I can't play. My stomach hurts. I got to find a way out of this game. Or he's trying to work off the sandwiches or something. What kind yeah. of t- what what kind of tip do you think he left on a on, on I'm a, gonna on guess sandwiches. next to nothing. Oh no, I didn't say that. I mean, just take a guess. How, How much is a 14 inch sandwich? I'm gonna down? guess it was ten dollars worth of sandwiches or twelve. That's a steal. There's no way they got to be more than that. You, you got are. two. I don't know. Yeah. I bet he, I'm gonna I bet go he gave five dollars. Yeah. Fifteen. Oh. That's better. I actually think it wasn't. And much. the delivery boy, who's making a killing apparently, as a Jimmy John's delivery guy, I wouldn't consider him freaky freaky fast, but apparently he is. One well, missed. He's just got. He's just got to drive freaky fast. Right. Well, he had to go to the XL Energy Center, park under, go underneath, go through this whole ordeal. Sam, your buddy, Mr. Jonesy. Jonesy works for uh, Jimmy John's and delivered the sandwiches today. Was it a contactless delivery or did he? No, uh, he handed it to some other person, but he had to go down the tunnel. They had to let him in through security. They had to check him. You know, it was like a whole ordeal just to deliver a couple sandwiches, but... Um. Yeah. Pretty funny. I was impressed with the fifteen dollar tip. No, you yeah, probably. I, I do. I thought that was going the other direction for sure. Yeah. No. And that's probably why. So the wild. It's weird. They're not going to ever lose at home. <laughs> and if they play, well, they, they will next game now. No. Yeah, that's a good point. I got a jinx. Who are we playing next at home? St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis is tough. They never St. Louis. We never lose to St. Louis. I mean, we never beat St. Louis. That way, there's the double jinx. Just I've covered both sides now. 
Um, I I am just still like I they're playing well. I think it's the second fastest twenty win season that they've had. I you just still don't get you still don't get the feeling you still feel like they're I don't know you still don't get the feeling that they're uh, they're gonna make a run maybe maybe the, it's just so many good teams in our little section there you know yeah Here's well a, go ahead go ahead Sam no you go first I was just gonna say it's pretty it looks pretty clear who the four playoff teams will be in the West Division um, with Arizona eight points behind third and four points behind. Fourth, I mean, because they, they're playing pretty bad. So, yeah, those four teams. But like that was saying, we're pretty confident we're going to make the playoffs. But it seems like we're missing one more piece that could win us a series, um, or especially two series, multiple yeah. series. So, but again, I'm pretty confident we'll make the playoffs, but not very often. It seems like we're still missing a little something. I don't know what. It's not like an all star. Some it just seems like something's a little, something's a little off. Yeah, it, it, and I I can't necessarily figure it out, but. Um... And maybe they'll make. I don't know if they'll make a move or not. Who knows? But it, I mean, yeah. Lingo being out, I, it does hurt. I mean, he he's he played well. What's the Browns like? Do you really think it got a team full of Hartman, Felino, Johansson, and those guys who have been pretty good for us actually? But can they win us multiple series? Is probably not. So that's probably why it seems a little off. But we still I would have Hartman. That's for sure. No, he's I mean playing well. But again, do you really want to break up this team that's playing so well together and mess up their mojo and try to bring in someone new? You, you never know. It can mess things up. But Better it does seem like Nico Strum. <laughs> He's awesome. It, it's, I, I don't disagree with you guys um, on that. Like, it feels like they're just missing something. But I think the reality is they're just like they're overachieving on their talent level. And I don't know if it's the way they mesh. I don't know if it's Everson being a better coach than maybe we gave him credit for previously. Good goaltending certainly has something to do with it, both Talbot and Kakinen. Um, but like, they're the they are deaf. They are they probably are talent wise the fourth best team in the division, and they're in third and not far behind first and second. And part of that is they just they played Las Vegas. They're, honestly, they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat, and then they're splitting all the other games, and, and that's enough. And I think that's overachieving. And in, in years past, they were susceptible to lose some of these games to some bad teams. Um, and they're just not doing that this year for whatever reason. I think they deserve credit for that. But I think the reality is, like, it feels like there's something missing because there is. Like, they're just not yeah. a great team talent-wise. And I don't know if you do anything at the deadline unless, like, you get blown away by an offer for somebody. Because, you know, unless, I mean, listen, if you want to, because things are going well and you want to give your fans something to be excited for and you want to give your guys that you want to keep around a taste of success and the ability to play with some veterans who have been to the playoffs before, just from experience standpoint, but you don't want to, you don't want to hemorrhage the next two to three years of your future. We have a really good pipeline of, of prospects. You have Kaprizov who's still young and, and all these other guys who are playing well, who are still young. You don't want to get rid of one of them just to, for a chance at, well, at it this year, but you also don't want to like throw away all of the, that they've earned this year. So part of me is like, unless you're blown away by an offer for a guy who's, contract is expiring or who you're worried might get lost in expansion anyways because we have that coming this offseason the expansion draft with seattle part of me is like just play it out and see what these guys can do and and give them the credit and give them the shot that they deserve right maybe yeah i mean 
if there was every year to maybe get rid of a, a first round draft pick, it's not going to be that high. Maybe this is the year. Well, we and we have two of them. We have two of them. And if you can, yeah, if you can use maybe an expiring veteran rental Buffalo, kind of guy. Buffalo's got some guys that they they'd be willing to give up. I, I'd go get Taylor Hall or Eichel. I, I would I would make a splash there. I think we're at a point with the Wild where they're never ever going to bottom out. They're they're just never ours. So our draft picks, I mean, Kaprizov wasn't that high of a draft pick, was he? Well, he was, only no, was, he was like he only wasn't that high because people were worried he may never come play here. Right. Wasn't a talent thing, so but. my point is is that you know their top top draft picks, uh, for the most part are are okay, but. We're never going to have just a top top ten draft pick probably because I just don't think we'll we'll ever bottom out. I would I, I think they're close enough this year to go for it. And no, uh, and I I don't I don't disagree. But I guess what I'm saying is they also have the roster construction to continue to only get better from where they are now. And I wouldn't I wouldn't personally risk that. And and to your point, no, the first round pick you could probably get rid of because a you have two and b whether it's Pittsburgh or ours, they're going to be middle of the pack to end of the first yeah, round. Anyways, right. maybe use one of those plus a prospect plus an expiring contract to go get uh, somebody who you would want to be part of your team, though. I think that's important. You want somebody, yeah. Eichel's a good example, that would stick around. That's all. I think, I think I'd use two. I'd use, the t- I'd use both picks. One year you don't yeah. have a yeah. pick. Here. They got, to your point, they got so many young guys in the pipeline. Yeah, I just it, it's a weird year for a lot of reasons, and I don't, you know. That's the thing. I, I Drew mentioned it. That, that's what I was gonna say. Is you want a guy that isn't just gonna be for this year. It's a weird year, shortened season with COVID, everything. Next year should be normal or as close to normal as uh, pretty much close to normal. But you want a guy who will be around to actually win you championships in the future. Because even if you go out and get an All Star, might still not happen this year. Um, it might take free agency building around that guy getting rid of some older expiring contracts and blah, blah. But you want a guy that's going to, because we're not like one piece away. I, I don't really think we're one piece away still. So you, you want a guy that's going to stick around after, which is and, huge because it's a weird year too. And they're going to have a lot of money this off season. I, I mean, their first round pick this year was supposed to be ready to come in, play center, be that guy that they missed. And then he had COVID complications and he, he'll be fine. He'll be there next year, but you're going to have the opportunity to make your, team a lot better for next year and if you can just get a head start on that and get him acclimated to the team now by trading somebody who you think you might lose an expansion and a draft pick that you may not quote unquote need I I say go for it but I I don't think you mess with it too much and especially don't mess with it to harm you the next couple years because I think the team is only going to be better next year than it is this year Uh, for a lot of reasons okay we're not going to talk about we're going to skip this sport because we still got to do some viking or some nfl and some twins so i think are going to be an absolute disaster this year but we'll get to that in a second but i just want to bring something up doesn't need a lot of discussion but my man nate mcmillan i told you guys that's the guy we should have got on fire with atlanta enough said um Let's talk. Sure, let's talk a little. Can I ask you guys a question about the NFL that I'm just confused on? We lower the draft. We lower the salary cap, correct? I think it's flat, but yeah. Okay, they 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 don't raise. They lower the salary cap, and they make it official. This is going to be the salary cap, knowing full well 
that in three days after they lower it or keep it, whatever you want to call it, they're going to sign a trillion dollar contract and it's going to go right back up. Am I? How dumb is this whole thing? But having said that, that's fine. Everybody's getting rid of guys. Um, Deshaun Watson, are you guys familiar? Yeah, I think he yeah. throws a lot of passes in the off season too. Too soon? Is that too soon? It, it probably, but okay. that's fine. It's already out there. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of massages I, for that guy. How but quickly do you go from the right. most desirable trade chip on the market to probably the least desirable? It, it what in a matter of a day and a half? It happened. Yeah, and I'm only getting desirable. Worse. Probably I mean, bad word to use. But, he's yeah. yeah, that was too soon. Uh, um, so the Vikings. Patrick Peterson, uh, three years ago, we'd be jumping for joy. Uh, I mean, okay. Not exactly at the top of his game, but not the worst thing. They did something, right? No, I think no, he called us, by the way. Well, that's the thing with Patrick Peterson. I, he's past his prime. Uh, but all of our cornerbacks are rookie, or they're going to be rookies that we drafted on, or, or second-year corners. They're all young corners. He's a mentor that could actually really help yep. the development of those cornerbacks. And so, in theory, he's like another coach. Um, Zimmer is supposed to be like a defensive back master. Doesn't seem like he's really turning out to be one. But Patrick Peterson's another guy, is a guy who can be that mentor for those for those guys. Because we saw they had a lot of potential at the end of the year, especially Dantzler played extremely well towards the end of the year. Uh, they can stay healthy. Patrick Peterson's a guy who can, he's still going to make some big plays. He may make some mistakes because he's probably, he's slow now. I'm um, a veteran, but he's a guy that's a good signing. It's basically another coach for those guys and who can still who can still play a little. Yeah, and I and I 100. I think that is probably 50 percent of why I think this is a good signing. Not great to your point that he's not in his prime, and it's not like we got him for a million no, dollars. Okay. But yeah. um, but I think that that mentorship and just a guy that, and I felt like in general, the defense last year was kind of missing a, a vocal leader. It used to be Griffin, um, Everson Griffin. That is, I, I just, I feel like they've been missing that. Um, and they'll have it with him. Um, but besides that, you know, I, he is past his prime, but he's only 31, which isn't exactly old. And on top of that, he was asked to do a lot. In Arizona, he was basically asked to man on man shadow the other team's yeah. best receiver all over the field, and that's never been Zimmer's thing. He's ne- even when Rhodes was playing his best football, he didn't really ask oh, him you to mean do that, that one even. game. Well, no, he had the one season. I mean, <laughs> one season, but like he was very good that one season. But time. even in that season, part of the reason he was so good was he didn't have to shadow guys all over the field. If Patrick Peterson, at the age of 31, has to follow to Stephon Diggs on every single route he runs. It's, he's going to get burnt a few times. It's going to rack up his numbers. But I think Zimmer is a good enough defensive coach that he can use him in a way to hide some of the, the things he's lost in, in his age. But again, he's only 31. He's not old. And I think he has something to prove. He's always been a guy that's played with a chip on his shoulder. Um, we don't exactly have a wealth of cornerbacks, as crazy as that is to say after all these guys we've drafted, but... Hughes, who knows what's going to happen with his neck. But, it, I mean, if you go out there and you have Dantzler and you have Gladney and you have Patrick Peterson, 
and Hughes as your bat, your your then one backup. That's actually a pretty good set of corners if they if they continue to improve like they did at the end of last year. So, um, I think it's a good signing. I mean, it it also shows that they're going to target offense in the draft slash whatever money they have left it with free agency, which is fine. I think that's probably the way to do it. I mean, as bad as the offensive line was last year, the defense was abysmal at times. So I think going to getting established guys there was the right move. Well, now um, they got a ton of cap space to spend on whoever. That's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean they may or may like, not be done. We'll see. But no, it sounds like they're gonna get a safety and an offensive guard probably. Um, and they, those are the two they're targeting. Hopefully, it might be a free agency or it might be in the draft. I mean, they'll, they'll probably sign one, um, use the cap space majority of the cast on one and then draft the other. That's seems like their plan, which isn't a solid plan. I mean, they're making some solid moves to improve the team. Yeah. And well, hopefully and they bring, there's, there's they bring Larry I mean, Fitzgerald home. Yeah. There's there's rumors that they're going after Eric Fisher. So, I mean, I listen, that may never happen. But I, well, I, I like the plan. To say exactly like Sam said, I like what they're doing. They've made their team better at, at weak spots and not left it up to rookies. And that's basically what they did last year, and it didn't work. Um, <clears throat> Plus, it sounds well, like the Hunter things may be smoothed over. I just think, like... I don't get what his beef was. I mean, I, I don't understand it. And he, he, he deleted every Viking picture on Instagram, and the next day added him back. Yeah, whatever whatever the, the reason for it was, I don't understand. But it existed, and it sounds like now it's gone. So yeah, I don't I don't understand it. They paid they did pay him some decent money. He didn't even play. Um, it's well, one thing I will say is that there was this prediction that all these quarterbacks were gonna be going all over the place. Well, okay, Russell Wilson's gonna stay in Seattle, and they suck. The Bears, God only knows what they were thinking. Andy Dalton sucks. The Eagles, are you kidding me? That guy, terrible. Sucks. Dolphins, waste of time. Sucks. Point B, uh, I'm sorry, Washington football team, which is now going to be their permanent name forever. The name sucks. Their quarterback sucks. Uh, No one really went and did anything crazy quarterback-wise, which is either good for us because we're stuck with Cousins or bad for us because maybe we should have. Uh, as we stated, Watson, he ain't going anywhere. Probably not even playing for Dallas or for Texas, the Texans. So the Vikings don't have that far to go because not quarterback wise, no one improved themselves. You could, I mean, maybe, maybe Indianapolis, but who knows? Yeah, I don't. I don't think there was that many guys out there on the quarterback market that were actually ever going to be difference makers, you know? Like, there was, it felt well, like there was last year. If Maybe the Wilson thing, but who knows if that was ever real. And Watson, know? if they would have traded Right, and Watson, right, this. but now we know what's going on with him. Yeah. That's a fair, yeah. I mean, in, once it all does settle, well, it was Prescott. like, well. And Prescott, if you want, you know what I mean, at the time. Yeah, let me, I guess, let me put it this way. Nobody moved that is a difference maker for whatever reasons. And so, so I think, like. Yeah. Go ahead. No, all I was going to say is, it feels like it's one of those years where the Vikings may not have substantially improved their team yet. They have more moves to go. We always have the draft. Um, they didn't substantially improve their team, but they improved it a decent amount. But it seems like every other team in the division either stayed exactly the same or made themselves worse. Akeem Hicks, who's killed us for years in Chicago, has gone. Uh, Green Bay re-signed their worst cornerback. 
So I um I don't know. I mean, Green Bay still got Rodgers. I'm not saying anything about them in that sense, but like. But I, I mean, you, the Green Bay is one injury away from losing every game. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't make their team around him any better. They they didn't. They never right? do. They never right. do. Yeah, we'll see what they do in the draft. But Detroit isn't. I wouldn't say better. No, I don't. I think Detroit is who they are, and I think Chicago got worse. I guess the Rams might have got a little better, but yeah, I. I've been, I, I've uh, been in division, but yeah. No, yeah, but I'm just saying in general, there was all these rumors that uh, <clears throat> football, you know, that the, with all these quarterback changes, that, you know, how different, you know, how much improved these teams are going to be. And yeah, so I, Wait, you, hold on before you get to the Twins, you mentioned uh, uh, Rams. Maybe how would you like to be Michael Brockers, who uh, I, said <laughs> Stafford's an upgrade, and then got shipped back to Goff. For a seventh round pick, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that was that was pretty harsh, but that's kind of a mean GM. By the way, it's just bizarre. Like from the, I can't, you can't make that up. I never even heard of that guy, anyways. No, I had I had heard of him, but it's just like, like really, if you're gonna why 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 to them? Like if you, if you want to trade him some ever seventh round pick, I'm sure a lot of teams would have taken him. It just seemed kind of mean spirited as a GM. Why do I, I have know. a feeling that Stafford's gonna tear his ACL in, in training camp? Don't you just get that feeling? It feels like he. It's been a while since he's been hurt. Yeah, I know. So I maybe know. he's due. Also, and Juju Smith-Schuster's an idiot. Yeah, what is he? He trash talks his own team and then just they, he goes back. I hate you. I'm so over that guy. No one wanted him. So over him. Well, Baltimore, oh, Baltimore wanted him. They, they offered him more money than the Steelers. Yeah. yeah, that part's true. I'm so over him. He drives me nuts. Well, and their other their other uh, wide receiver, Claypool, just got into a bar fight in California somewhere. You didn't see him, yeah, did they're, you? Say? They're falling apart. No, I haven't been in the bars. Well, and speaking of not having a quarterback, Pittsburgh, speaking of not having a quarterback, I don't care. Cam Newton, horrific. I, well, I'm and, sorry. They're idiots. Well, why are you talking idiot? about? I thought you were talking about Pittsburgh. I was, and then I moved on to Cam Newton. Well, and we talked about idiots, and we talked about quarterbacks, and Deshaun Watson might not even play next year. He has 14 no. sexual assault cases against him, so that's, that's something to look into, too. No team to want to trade for him. They got a new, uh, they got a quarterback. Who are you talking about? Texans got a quarterback. Houston? Yeah, didn't they sign Taylor? Taylor. Yeah, they, yeah Taylor. Yeah. Well, and well, how about for our, for our strong... Our strong uh, Philly contingency. Well, listen, you got a quarterback I, controversy there. Did you see I who they signed today? No, oh my God, did they sign someone today? Joe Flacco. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> Flacco is an eagle. Uh, I don't know. Can you imagine if we get a Flacco versus Fitzpatrick game? Is oh, that, you we will for sure. We, I, I will be, uh, there's either going to be eight happen. touchdowns or eight interceptions. There will be is both. Howie, is Howie Roseman the guy from the Eagles? He is. He's yes. horrible. First of all, I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts. Not. Gonna, I mean, no. Good luck on that one. And you, what? You can't draft a quarterback because what are you telling him? You got to give him. They wasted a second round pick on him. That's bizarre. Oh yeah, Flacco. He's back, and he's he's Dylan Green. I guess he was in with the Jets last year, but 
Well, we'll preview the draft more coming up. I mean, all these quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. I'm not sure I totally get it. I mean, but we'll talk. Now the Twins. Oh, we trade Rosario. We're finally going to do give our top prospect uh, the, a chance in left field. Not anymore. And what do we do? But- like we always freaking do. Nope. Sorry, I'm so sick of the twins. It's I can't even begin to tell you. Here's the only thing I'll say, and I, I'm with you. I would have just brought him up. What do you? I kind of like. What are you waiting for? And you thought he was good enough at, to play in a playoff game. But thank you. Well, I know I I am on that side. I want to establish that now. I am on that side of this argument. But this, how you feel about this, is as much about how you feel about this whole service time crap that they always pull. I know. I as know. much as it is how you feel about spring training performance if you have no stock in it you're like what the heck what are you doing if you think spring training performance matters you're like yeah send the guy down he's been he's been batting like 170 in spring training now my opinion if you if you trusted enough to play in an all-star an all-star playoff game without having a single mlb at bat you trust him to figure it out when the games matter so well my opinion they let Lamont Wade stay in the team when he had a hundred during the regular season and couldn't like do anything. Well, that's Why reality? They, like the, the like, it's not like they have high expect high uh, uh, standards for these guys. Like they have Lamont Wade who is hitting a hundred. They exactly. they've had guys in the past that stay on the team who can barely crack it. The Sano is on the team. He hits two hundred, leads the lead in strikeouts, and he's going to be on the team at the start of the year. Like, why don't it doesn't really make sense why they they're devoting him. It does feel like one of those things where it's like, is even if he's not playing well, and here's the problem I have with it this year especially, they'll send him to the alternate site or whatever, but like they're like the Saints, and I don't even know how it's gonna work this year with COVID and taxi squads and whatever, but like their games don't start until another month later, so it's not like he's gonna even be playing games and getting getting live at bats for those months. So and and to Sam's exact point. He he is not worse than the alternative. He might be playing worse right now, hitting worse right now, but in reality, his talent level is not worse. So I, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, I it. Jake Cave, come on. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I but again, it's just this is what they do, and it's and I'm sorry, they are light years behind the White Sox. They are. And they had the money, they had the resources, they had the trade pieces, they had all the, and they just continually do absolutely nothing. And you know what? Okay, that's this is why they'll be lucky to finish second, probably third. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm just disgusted by this continually this happening. I think I, I think, and you know what? The spring training thing where they I, I am sorry, I, I not being able to score runs. They're using a lot of their normal lineups too. You know, they'll they'll put no. One. They they have been playing terrible in spring training. Right. Why will it change? Well, one they got a horrible manager, but no one realizes that. Yeah, I'm I'm. Uh, the good news is I can't. Wa- I'm not going to go sit there and watch him with a mask on, so it doesn't matter. Well, the good news is the Saints got better because we probably go to those games more. I know, right? Days. Yeah, I'll, but, go watch, I'll go watch Buxton Rehab, and I can... So no strikeout. 
Oh my God, Sano! I, I, I'm just. If Sano got a hold of one, he might be able to get it on the highway and see. Oh, Sano would, Sano would easily hit one out of the stadium. <laughs> and then he'd strike out twenty times. And then he hit one out of the stadium, and then he'd strike out twenty times. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a. I don't know. We'll see. That's okay. Well, another deadline we can. Dylan Timberwolves gonna make a move tomorrow. There's no reason not to. I, well, what do you I've have heard, to lose? I I've mean, heard I, three, I heard a three-team trade with Aaron Gordon, but then I heard we're going after the backup power forward because uh, that three-team trade must have not gone well. Well, why would you sign Malik Beasley to this huge contract and then trade him for Aaron Gordon? And I'm not saying I won. No, they're, I, they're not. Yeah, they're not. There's no way they'll trade Beasley. No, no. Well, the, the trade was wasn't it John Collins for Beasley in a first-round pick? Something I like saw that. Beasley and 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 I don't know if it was McDaniel's or it was Beasley and someone else for for Gordon. I saw I oh maybe I missed mixed up Collins and Gordon. I thought it was Collins for uh, Beasley in a first rounder. Maybe no, that, I mean that might have been a separate trade, but I saw yeah. I, I saw Gordon. They had like four scenarios for where Gordon was going to go. Yeah. We were fourth, of course, but it was. Well, I thought the Magic wanted Rubio. Why? So why are we including Magic? Want Rubio? And we're not going to include him in the the why talks. Why would the Magic want Rubio? Have they lost their mind? because uh, he's good on the teams other than us. Oh my god. I, yeah. So I, I I I'd give up Rubio, Akoji, Culver. Um, yeah, I I think those three can give up, but uh, they're probably not enough for Gorman. We probably got to include the pick too. I think we blew it with Nate McMillan. And it's just one more bad move by the organization. I I think we blew it with the roster construction combined with the injuries. I mean, I they there is no doubt that they have played better after the stretch with Chris Finch. They won a couple games. They played a couple games tight. But I I just think they get to the mid third quarter of these games, and this might improve with Russell and with Beasley. I I, I think Wait, as crazy as it is, Russell. Well, that. I think I was gonna say as crazy as it is to say out loud, I think Beasley's more important than Russell. Um, but by having Russell, Rubio has to play less, which is important. Um, and honestly, most important of those two guys coming back, Anthony Edwards can't shoot the ball as much. I love Anthony Edwards; he's going to be a great player, but he has the worst shot selection of any player in the league. However, many guys play in the NBA right now, that number of people. That is what place Anthony Edwards is in in quality of shot selection. It's ridiculous. It's actually so terrifyingly awful to watch. And I gave I give Finch credit. He benched him the other day. It was a close game down the road down the down the line, and he benched him because he just was like throwing crap up. Um, That's the thing. He's he has a lot of talent. He's super raw, but he's a very inconsistent shooter and has a lot of bad takes at the rim. Uh, I think I think he's only making like fifty three percent of his layups or something well and he's, uh, he's he's finally starting to get some foul so calls when he goes to the rim but he's still settling for these like pull up off the, uh, that's ridiculous but yeah i i mean there will be some improvement when that when the two of them are back and I, I i i'm not saying mcmillan's not better but i also think oh he is. he's working with a, a monumentally better roster well you good yeah that's possible now the lakers i mean uh, and it's not it's something against like cat or whoever but like I, I think these Kat. guys that we're giving 20 minutes to are our end of the bench guys on most teams. I, I, I Vanderbilt, God bless him, would not touch the floor for more than five minutes on any other NBA team. 
Except for maybe the Rockets who've lost 20 straight and are still better than us, by the way. So, um, oh, the Lakers. I mean, how predictable is that Anthony Davis will have a like a a toenail scratch and and be out for months, and then LeBron's up. They might not even make the playoffs. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. It still beat us though. Well, I mean, where? Well, they had LeBron when we played them. Yeah. I, I think Cat's one of the most overrated superstars in the league, but I don't even know that he's overrated anymore. I just don't think, I, I as talented as he is offensively, as much as he can do offensively, I think the reality is he's not built to single-handedly win you games, and that's what you need in the NBA sometimes. Well, just, and the reality is, we got a guy who can help him, and they've played nine games together in two years. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. So. Uh, don't ask me why I flipped the Timberwolves on by accident. I thought the wild replay might be on, and Racho Kukamunga just hit a three-pointer to Rui Akuchimura. Yeah, to oh, to uh, Ernan Gomez. Who? Oh, I totally thought he was talking about Akuchimura, whatever from Gonzaga. No, uh, I think he's on Washington. Yeah, he just hit a three-pointer to uh to cut the lead to eighteen, and he stared their bench down. Um. I have to be missing. I hope he continues to play well because maybe we can trade him because he was the. I, I the mean, Rosas free agent signings drive me nuts. I, I they're, can't. They're t- too why. good at identifying talent to continue to make signings this bad. Is it possible to get Paige Bukers to play for us? She's better than Aaron Gomez was, and she, Lehman. She was unreal in the first game. And the funny thing is, she has to. She'll be at UConn for four years because obviously they don't leave early. Well, I guess you could. Sometimes they leave a year early. Now she's playing against her AAU teammate from Iowa. Is that on tonight? No, that's tomorrow, right? I actually I wanted to watch that. They played somehow. They played AAU together. I mean, it's the Iowa late girl from. Where's she from? I don't know. I saw that on Twitter though, so I wanted to watch that. Yeah. Wish we had a team we could follow and watch. That was good. Women's. <laughs> the yeah. hockey got snubbed, though. The women's hockey got absolutely screwed. That was that was terrible. There's yeah that that is weird. Major oh he weird. he stared down Luka Doncic or whatever his name is. Yeah. Maybe there's some beef from their homelands. There must be. That must have that must have been it right there. That's always good. It's a good look when you're down that much to stare at the other team though. Oh, gosh. Well, anything else before we wrap up? I don't think so. I mean, next I got to get to the hot tub. It's calling my name. <laughs> Will we have a final four by next week at this time? I'm so confused as to the NCAA and when they play and not play. That okay. was a question. Oh. So, will we have a final four next week? Oh, yeah. No, it's two weeks. That play the sweet the sweet sixteen games are. Um, oh, so we go to the elite eight. No, we'll have. Yeah. Well, no, sixteen. No, this weekend is the sweet sixteen and elite eight games. Um, isn't the after the elite eight? Aren't Saturday. We? Yeah. Talk to me. And Sunday are the sweet sixteen games. Okay. And then Monday and Tuesday are the elite eight games, and then the final four is Saturday, and the championship game is Monday. So we will have a final. So we will. So the answer to the question is yes, we will. Did Thank you me. say this weekend? I said after this weekend we'll have. Oh, I, I think you meant for the next show. 
My, yeah. my my mistake. I am sorry. I thought you said this weekend. Right. Then you got me confused for a second. Yes. Yep, my bad. That's okay. on me. Well, that's and on it's me. on weird days. That's what. Okay. So yeah, for our next show, we will be talking uh, uh, final four. Well, I'm sure by then the Gophers will have replenished their basketball. You know, I I uh, replenish their basketball recruits. Um, if we keep uh, Drake, dude, Drake transfers uncle, then he might stay too. So I see we keep no, They should a, all walk. But they, what, they, what they performed on the road was pretty embarrassing to the state of Minnesota. I, I think we should just let them all go. I, I don't disagree. We lost with them. Uh, they, they did not play hard at all. Um, and they had a lot of potential. Three in the middle of the year, like... Ben, Benny might want to just let them all go and start clean. Uh, yeah, close the show. Let Sam get to his hot stuff. Okay. This has been another edition of Apples to Apples. Uh, Sam, go to your hot tub. Drew, go to your um, hot tub. I'm going to try to eat something. And uh, we'll be back next week with lots more stuff. Until then. Thank you.